Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chan Monet. And today I have the amazing, the incredible Mr. Jason Ross. Welcome to the show. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. Of course. So this is like, you're kind of special because you're like the first guy I've had in a long time. Because <laughs> it was like Women's History Month and like I wanted to highlight all of that. So, you know, you're kind of, you're really special in like this time. So uh, give us like a little introduction of you, where you're from, what you have going on. Um, I'm from D.C. Uh, I'm 16. I go to DeMatha Catholic High School and I swim. Uh, that's like a main big portion of me. Uh, I went to Sidwell for eight years and that was also a big portion of my life because it helped me grow academically and yeah but for the most part I just love to swim it's a big part of my life mm-hmm. okay so is Sidwell like in the DMV area yes yeah yeah and they have a campus in Bethesda and then okay DC campus yeah that's funny because like for you, for those of you guys that know, I go to Riken, so the math is kind of a rival school. So, um, uh, so we were both like in the DMV area. So, like you said that, like Sidwell kind of like challenged you academically. In what ways, like, do you think that formed you into like the student you are now? Um, I think it really helped in being able to take on challenges. And when learning academically, it's e- it's easy to take the easy way. So. Be able to take challenges, uh, it helps a lot in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also say it gave me a background to be able to thrive and succeed in where I am now at Dematha. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Do you think so? You think like Dematha is like really like rigorously like academic? Or academic? Yeah, I think it is not as much so as Sidwell, but it has that environment like that uh, brotherly environment. So I really enjoy it. And yeah, it's an, it's an all guy school, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I might bet money that Riken might be more difficult than the math, but that's just uh, okay. Okay, so a little bit of competition, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> okay, so we talked about swim, or like you mentioned that you swim, and that's a very big part of your life. Um, so out of all the because you don't do just swim, right? Like you participate in other sports, right? I did when I was younger, but now it's just oh, like, okay, know. okay, okay. So, so why swim? Ah, uh, I love it, I really did. Um, I've been swimming since I was like five or so, and I really just love the sport. Uh, seeing Michael Phelps swim in the Olympics and just watching each one and just seeing like the sport, it just really, I really loved it. And I made me want to keep doing it and keep training, get better to be where he is. And that's my goal. Yeah, I think I can definitely see you there because like, um, I think because like, I don't know that much about swim that my extension is like literally like Michael Phelps. Like that's all I know. Yeah. You know what? The good thing about that is that Michael Phelps is also from Maryland. One of the some of the best like Olympians and like just athletes out there are from Maryland. So yeah. I don't know. I think you have a good shot at that. But um, so just kind of like jump off of that. What other like role models of swim do you take note of, or like what do you feel about like the diversity of you being a black man and uh in swim and stuff like that? Like, what do you feel about that? Uh, in terms of role model, it's actually not a swimmer. It's my dad. Uh, I really look up to him because he gets up all the time. Uh, he, he's been working out. He's, he's 52 now and he's still working out. Yeah. And I, I, I truly look up to him and wish to like, I, I always model my work ethic after him. And uh, Caleb Dresso, he's also another swimmer, great swimmer, uh, current age. And did you ask about uh, being a black man in swimming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
it, it's it's kind of difficult not seeing a lot of people that look like you, but when you do, it's a little bit like camaraderie. You can like like dap them up, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I just didn't, I, I it doesn't really bother me that there's not a lot of black people in swimming. And I wish there would be more, and I hope that when I get to where I want to be, I'll be able to inspire other black men to swim and try to be great to have them see someone that looks like them on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because, you know, with me being or I like to say that I'm a retired ballet dancer um, and like because if you were to ask me like Mm -hmm. when I was a freshman, like. I was going to be the next Misty Copeland, like no questions asked, um, because, you know, she was one of the main like African-American role models that I had for dance. And so, you know, growing up, I was in a lot of rooms and I'd be like, you know, the only black girl and I'd just be like, huh, okay. But that, that just gave me a better reason to, you know, perform well. But I also felt like, actually, maybe this can be like another question for you. Like, do you ever feel like pressured? Because you did mention like, it doesn't bother you that much. It didn't really bother me either because, you know, it was again, like that camaraderie and it, it was a very good, like, friendly competition uh within at least for dance um so do you feel any pressure from it um like being the only black guy sometimes uh to be honest yeah uh it can be a little difficult because you don't see anyone that looks like you and people like tell because I'm, I'm pretty tall so they'll say that like I should have played basketball or anything like that and I know most of the time they're joking but it's just like I understand, but it's like what I love to do. And so it still motivates me, uh, but sometimes it does get difficult and I understand that. But I think it's just really important to have like role models that like, like you said, you said Misty Coltman that you see on the TV screen. It's just yeah. someone to look up to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like at least for, for dance, like, like you said, like, you know, you're probably like really tall for like a swimmer. And, but for me in dance, like I'm not the tallest, I'm like an average height for dancing. So, um, but like my body was very different from a lot of the other girls. Like, you know, they're very petite, you know, like maybe slimmer. And it would just make me feel, you know, kind of like, wow, because there would be a time and it happened like more times than once, like people would audition for things. And like, there's no real way to know why you didn't get a certain part, or like why you didn't fit into a certain role. Like a lot of it can be because of your height, like no if, ands or buts about it, but you can't be sugar plum at 5'10". I'm sorry. Like sometimes that's just what it is. Unless you have a partner that's like six two, maybe it could work, but <laughs> that's a very that's very rare. Um, sometimes it's stuff like that. But like I've had friends uh, who are also black girls, and they would be like denied from certain shows because they basically didn't have like a ballet body. Mm-hmm. And so, but I love our generation because we love to push boundaries. So you know, we're seeing a lot more like body types within dance and like you know, in the athletic community all together. So I think we're a part of like a really good movement for that. Yeah, that's a that was a great point. Said talking about pushing boundaries, how our generation likes to uh, move forward. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what do you think is your greatest strength? Like, either in swim, outside of swim, or like, do you feel like something is holding you back from like reaching your full potential? Um, my greatest strength, I'd have to say, my mentality. Just being able to think that going into any race that I I race in, that I'm gonna win, and trying to beat the guy next to me at least and I, I hear a lot of people talk about like I just want to do this I should do well like but to me regardless of I'm swimming wherever they're ranked whatever uh the times are I still believe in myself like truly that I can beat them and so I feel like that's one of my biggest strengths uh, I think you'd always get better at your technique uh that's something my coach pushes a lot but in terms of like outside of the water and work ethic uh I don't really think there's anything holding me back. I just got to keep working 
And like I said, technique is a very important part because that's like uh, technique isn't everything, but it's almost everything. So that's mm-hmm. how my coach kind of pushes. That's so funny. You wouldn't think dance and swim are actually pretty similar as like I'm hearing you talk about this because that's kind of the thing about dance because like, you know, you want to have like that perfectionist mentality because, you know, you want to be good at what you do. But again, it's like that technique. That's why people love to enjoy dancing because there's always something to improve on. Um, And, you know, like just kind of like, you know, challenging yourself. Um, But I think it's a really good mentality to have, like, you know, like, you know, your own backbone and like, you know, you can push yourself to like those great students and like do what you want to do. And like, you know, I, I think this is one of the differences between like swim and dance is because like, for me, like, I don't know, like, especially if I would be the only black girl in the room, like, it'd be really hard for me to get over that, like, mental block in my head, because I would always think and compare myself to the other girls in the room, like, oh my gosh, her extension is better than mine, or like, her feet are, like, pointed better than mine, or I know that's kind of funny to talk about, uh, if you haven't been, like, in the dance world, but, like, those are just, like, the things I have to think about, yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's, like, it's a certain aesthetic that you have to fit into, um, but like you said, it's like, it's mind over matter. And you just have to think like, you know what? I'm just going to do better than I did yesterday. And so I feel like that's how progress is made for sure. That's a, that's a great mentality. Just be able to, that's that's also something that I wanted to touch on. Like being able to do better than you did yesterday. And trying to, even if it's a, um, something my mom says a lot is uh, 101% better every day. Just 101%. Just adding out 1% is like, it makes a difference over 365 days. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. For sure. How do you center yourself in like the madness of it all? Um, if I had to say something, you had I'd, I'd focus on relaxing and in your mind and your body, just like whatever you're doing, even while swimming, I'll be relaxed. I'll like think about the word relax. Uh, oh, I I think about the word relax, and it will help me. And whether it's academics. Um, working out, anything. I think just being able to think of the word relax is a really powerful word. Um, Like love or hate, I feel like it's almost as powerful just because a lot of people don't take the time to think about themselves and really settle themselves in their mind and their body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. So what have you done uh, for self-care for yourself recently? Hmm. If I had to think about recently, um, I like to regularly, like somewhat regularly med- meditate, even if it's just like laying in my bed, n- no phones, no nothing, uh, just laying down and focusing and just thinking about like, not really think about anything, just be able to be me, just relax. Yeah. And another thing is I like to a lot, I think I like to do a lot is because I have a lot of hair. I like to take showers for a while. Yeah, you know, you get it. And then shampoo, uh, conditioner, all of it uh maybe some facial cleanser everything just make sure that I'm taking care of myself even if it's not like in the water just mm-hmm. taking care of myself in and outside yeah you know actually that I think it's an interesting question how do you feel it is to take care of your hair when you're like in the water all the time um a lot of people ask me how I fit it in my cap but it, I just really pull it over and it, and it works but um taking care of it uh it's not that bad I think my hair is kind of adapted to it it's, it has a little bit of a light blonde texture, but it's all right with me. Uh, when I was younger, I got to re it a couple of times, but from now on, I just, I just let it go. It's just a part of me now. And so, okay. um, yeah, just, just regular routines, just be able to like 
week or two, every week or two, just washing it, conditioning it, making sure that it's not getting brittle, anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Cause like, I know like, at least for me, every time I went to the pool and it was chlorine water that I was washing my hair, it was not going to sit in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm glad you've been able to like adapt to it and your hair just kind of grown accustomed to like, you know, your activities and everything that you do. Um, but you talked about, um, like your meditation and things that you like to do for yourself. I think that words are very powerful. And you mentioned like, you know, telling yourself to relax. I really feel like, you know, really thinking about that and just taking like deep breaths like what do they call they call like belly breaths or something like that like expanding through there like the times that I've practiced that like it works it really does um but yeah definitely having that kind of mentality and like really putting yourself first um something that I like to implement this year is having like a weekend to myself at least once a month um because if not I will literally go mad and if you didn't know this about before I had to take like a three-month hiatus from the podcast because it just became too much um and I know you're not a senior yet uh, so I'm just, I will be saying prayers <laughs> and we will stay in contact because I'm going to help literally like any of my underclassmen friends or like people that are, that are even juniors. Like it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. So I've heard about junior, yeah. senior, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, I'm just telling you, just take it easy. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you ever need help with that, I'll be here. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting, you know, the way that you try to focus on yourself and miss all the things that you have going on. Um, but thank you so much, Jason, uh, for joining me thus far. And my listeners, I hope you've been enjoying the conversation as well. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Cherlinet, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. All right, we're back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Mr. Jason Ross, uh, just talking about his story with swim and why he's so passionate about it and how he's trying to stay focused in a uh, rigorously, hello, oh, <laughs> academically rigorous environment. So, okay, let's get back into it. When I was like reading up on you and like all the things that you do, um, you are like the head of your school's ecology club, yeah. which is new to me. So like, tell my listeners like what like, you know, ecology club is, why you're so passionate about it and like, yeah, that whole entire realm. 
Uh, I've just always loved animals, uh, the environment. I used to really love dinosaurs. And so for me, I just, I think it's just very important that we take care of our earth and I, where the world's going, uh, colleges are looking for uh, people who want to care about the environment and it's just in general, just caring about the environment and knowing that the earth is a very valuable part of our like world and our life. And if we don't have an earth to live on, it's, uh, we have nothing, no, anything we do won't have any point. And so what we do in the ecology club is mostly we do like composting, anything like that. Uh, we're going to start going to parks, but for right now we're composting, recycling, uh, just cleaning up the school in general, just making sure that it's re we're reusing as much as we can. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cause like, that's funny. Cause um, I'm like, also like a really big, like environmentalist too. Like I care about, you know, like our ecosystem, our environment, like just the earth and how like climate change, all that kind of stuff. Um, it does get me a little anxious sometimes, but you know, I have to be like, you know, I'm not alone in all this. I'm sure everyone else is stressed about climate change and everything too. So but I try to like balance it out. Um, it was funny because I think it was, I think two years ago, my junior year, um, I was at, I think it was my school's like homecoming football game. And I was with my friends and one of them, he had just finished drinking like his Gatorade or something like that. And, um, you know, they're like in a plastic bottle. And he, we're on, we're standing like on the stands. But, and so he puts it down like on like one of the bleachers and I like side eye him and I'm like, come on. He was like, oh, I forgot Cindy, you're like, you're all environmental and everything. I was like, yeah. So he picks it up and he throws it away. <laughs> Cause I was like, I knew he wasn't going to do it unless I said something. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's relieving for me to hear that you also care about stuff like that because a lot of people are just like, oh no, whatever. And it's like. Yeah. I think a lot of people really just think that uh, it's not in their control, but if everyone really were, were to just like pick up a little bit of trash, be able to do something, then it would be in our control because it feels like everyone just thinks that it's, uh, it's like, oh, it's so far away. The world won't end in our lifetime, but like maybe your kids' kids won't have a planet to live on. And, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, like you said, like it may not matter like right now, but it certainly does. Um you know, we just have to remind people of that, like, you know, if you're planning on having any future behind you, like th that kind of stuff is really imperative to what we're thinking now. And it's like, you know, being 80 degrees in February, yeah. like, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. And like, I think there's this whole movement. Um, I think it's called like the Willow Project or something like that. And so like a lot of emission things are still happening that people want to stop. So that's another reason why, like, I just love our generation because we are breaking and crossing boundaries and like all the things that are happening, we are trying to fight. So I still have a little bit of faith, but we'll be okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, again, like in the midst of like everything that you do, like, how do you stay disciplined, especially like either like with your sports or like, you know, going to the math, um, how do you tell yourself to like stay disciplined? Cause something that I like to remind myself of is like, you know, when you don't have the motivation, like the discipline is like the only thing that's left. And that's something I've been trying to implement since the new year. Um, so how do you like try to stay disciplined and like get what you have to get done? Well, in like competitive sports, like I feel like it really matters that you have to know that if you're not going to get up, someone else is going to get up. And so I just feel like it really matters that, if even if you're not going to work that day you have to make sure to work twice as hard tomorrow and so it's just like 
be able to have the mentality that there's always going to be someone like competing against yourself that is the best version of yourself. And so, and trying to strive for that always. And like you said, you said discipline. And so as a swimmer, we get up early in the morning. And so it's like 4.30 anytime. Um, so going to that six o'clock PM practice is not hard at all. But then when it comes to the the four o'clock, five o'clock practices, that's when it gets difficult. So I thought that's what is really important. Yeah. And that really shows your passion for the sport. Cause some people are like, I'm not gonna have 4 a.m. to go to yeah. So people just don't have that kind of stuff in them. So like, you know, it really takes a special person to do that. So when you are, um, you know, like in, in these competitions or even it can be in like academic, like if you feel like you could have done better on a test or an assignment, or if you didn't perform as well during a, uh, during a meet, like, do you feel like you're hard on, hard on yourself or like, do you really give yourself grace in those things? Cause you know, we stay so disciplined and we work so hard. So when things don't really come to turn out the way we want it to, it gets kind of, you know, hard to keep going, you know? So do you feel like you either give yourself grace or do you feel like you're hard on yourself in those moments? That's a great point. Um, I think I'm very difficult, hard on myself in Twins. what I can do better. <laughs> yeah. What I can do better. But when it comes to knowing what I, how much I've trained and how much I've worked for it, um, I'm still able to enjoy it. Like, cause like that's really what matters. And something that my parents always tell me is that if I ever wanted to quit, I can quit at any time because if I'm not doing something I, I love to do, then there's no point. And so they make sure that they keep me accountable, but at the same time, like accountable to what I want to do and what I say I want to do. Mm-hmm. But they also make sure I know that I can always leave whenever I want to. So c- circling back to that, I always just know, make sure I'm enjoying it. And even if it looks like I'm working hard, if I'm eating like a certain way or I'm waking up at a certain time, I'm doing because I want to do it. And so I feel like that's really important. So going back to what you said about like racists are doing poorly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself when it comes to the, the technique, the, what I could do better but when it comes to knowing that the fact that I'm even there is a blessing that's then yeah I'm, I'm pretty easy on myself on that yeah okay maybe I need to implement into myself a little bit more because like I'm hard on myself rock solid um so you know but you know like again I feel like that's kind of is because I try to be like my own backbone it's like you know I've gotten this far so like you have to keep you know you just have to keep it up um yeah, you have grace for yourself though you yeah know? um so do you have like anything like any advice or any, you know, words that you want to say to the young men that are listening on this podcast or like just any advice that you would give to them? It's like, what I would say is this goes for, this is like in general, but even when, if you wake up at an early time, it only is difficult for the first five minutes and then it's worth it. So I feel like that's just a really important part. Like it can be applied to anything, uh, your sport, um, even even in, even in waking up, but that's not what I'm really applying it to. Like, say people that like um, can't like see the 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 light at the end of the tunnel. I'll say it just like stick with it if you really truly love it, and then continue doing it, and just you know just be able to know that there's a point to it, and it's it's only difficult for that time, but it's not difficult forever. So mm-hmm. like that's a very important thing. And also going back to relaxing, I feel like a lot of people are stressed out and just aren't able to relax in their mind and their body. Like, like even when they're uh, doing a race or training or practicing, just being able to center themselves. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, again, another thing that I can probably implement into my routine and like things that I do. Um, did you have any questions for me? Mm. So you, you said you used to, uh, used to or still dance? I still dance. Like I dance in school because I'm under a scholarship. Uh, but like I was like a classically trained ballet dancer for like nine years or like, yeah, like eight or nine years. So I'm still dancing, but I don't really call myself a dancer anymore. But yes. Okay. Um, do you feel like um, how the difficulty, like uh, how hard in the preparation it takes to go into that is like underrated? Hmm. Like, can you be more like specific, like preparations for like performances okay. or like? People will assume that like swimming is like easy or like, like not as difficult. Do you think it, the same thing happens for dancers? Because I see dancers with, like amazing back muscles or like just like great physique. And so it's just yeah. like, it has to be difficult. And so yeah, because sure. so yeah, like, I think it's like a funny like narrative that we like to say, like if dance were easy, they'd call it football. <laughs> it, yeah, so it definitely, I, I think now it's becoming a little less underrated because people are actually understanding, at least people that are friends with me. They're like, Sydney, how do you, they're like, does it hurt when like I'm on my toes? And I'm like, no. And like, but when I first started out, like, yeah, <laughs> like stuff hurted, stuff hurted. But like, you know, you, you start to build those muscles in your ankles and feet and your calves. So like, you just, it's a growing pain. It's a process. So like, eventually it just didn't really hurt anymore. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think like, you know, people just don't really understand it and like all the muscles that you truly have to use. And on top of that, you have to make it look effortless. Yeah, so, exactly. Like when you watch, uh, uh, dancing at the highest level, it's just, it looks beautiful. And so that comes to a lot of technique and training. And so like, you have, like, you have to have like, like some of the crazy, like you have to have like ridiculous core strength and like all this stuff. And like, like you said, our backs, like one of the things I'm most proud of, like I'm most proud of is like my back, like I have dancer arms, you know, like, and it makes me, I, it makes me feel good about myself. Um, and just like, you know, for me, like that just really shows my strength. And, um, and seeing like the way that we move in such a graceful way, but being so strong at the same time, like, ah, you can't get, it anymore, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we're going to get into my favorite segment now. Okay. Rapid fire questions. I got five or so questions for you. So okay. let's do this. Uh, do you prefer the book or the movie? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, the movie. I love to read though. I love to read. That was a good save. <laughs> no, I, I really do. I really do love to read. I do love to read. Okay, okay, it. okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I, love, I love family movies. That's like a big part of me. So it's just like yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, are you? Oh gosh. Okay. Then I'll ask. This will be. This is why I say like I suck at rapid fire because I love to go on tangents. But I have to know. So, what's your favorite genre of movie of of movies? Ooh. Okay. If I'm watching with the family. And I want to have a great time. And I, like, I want to see a really good movie. I'm saying suspense. Suspense is great. Oh, oh my gosh. If we're talking about like, just like a good time, you would like, maybe like chuckle a little bit, have a little bit of laughs, eat some popcorn. I say comedy because comedy is just like, like Kevin Hart. Uh, one of my favorite actors, um, Ryan Reynolds, just like, yeah, any, any type of movies like that. So, yeah. I, I don't like suspenseful movies because they are suspenseful. They, ugh, like, my skin crawl. Same thing with, like, thrillers. I can't, I can't. Like, 
I'm not into gore like at all. Like, I can't handle it. If I like, if it's, if I know it's coming, like I'll whip out my phone or like I'll turn away. I can't. I'll turn away. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. If, okay, if great. it's happening, then I'm like, dang, that, like, like I'll, I'll deal with it. But if it, if it, if I can avoid it, if I know there's a killer with that, like a, a sledgehammer, I would just, you know, mm-hmm. turn that a little bit. Because like in these horror movies, right? Like especially for like Halloween. Like I was dragged to go see that movie. I did not want to see it. Cause like, if you're going to kill people, okay. But like, why do you have to do it? So like violently, oh, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to curb people. Like you don't know. That's bad. Oh, no, no. I, just thinking about his sick. So moving on. Um, okay. What is something that you can't live without? My brother, my little brother. He's, uh, yeah, he's the person I love the most. Uh, how old is he? Uh, he's only two years younger than me. He's, he's 14, but... Okay, my brother's yeah. 15. I just done everything with him. So it's like, yeah, I can't live without him. Um, yeah, he's known... I, I haven't known him all my life, but he's known me all my life. I mean, all his life. And so, I don't know, we were pretty much inseparable. And it's just like, I really do love him. That's sweet. I think that's really... That's a new one. Because, like, a lot of times in my podcast, like, people will, like... They say like their mom or something. Yeah, their mom. I love my mom, but like yeah. even like when I was younger, my mom made sure I put my brother first, and it just became a very big part of me. First, my my list of things I love the most are like God, then my little brother, then my family, and then swimming. And so it's like pretty much the the pedestal. That's cute. That's cute. Um. Okay. Okay. So, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mmm. Favorite. 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 I love caramel, man. So it's just like salted caramel is great. No, listen, listen, I don't hate. Wait, so what's that one ice cream flavor? It's called, um, oh my gosh. It's called like Dolce. Cookie dough? Mm -mm, It's like Dolce something. I'm going to look it up because it's Haagen-Dazs. I love Haagen-Dazs, but I'm a chocolate. Haagen-Dazs is great, but Cold Stone's better. Oh my God. I love, oh, I'm sorry. I got a little too excited. I love Cold Stone with my entire heart, with my entire heart. Like people that know me, it, it's a problem. Like I would go every week, but I've been treating myself recently. So, but I love me some Cold Stone. Thank God. Wow. That, that made me very excited. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to look up this, what this flavor is though. Um, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Ooh. I'd want to try to invest it. I'd want to learn. I'd, I'd probably try to pay someone that could teach me how to invest it because a million dollars is a crazy amount of money, but it's just like in the long run, it's not that much. Like if you, if you really want to make a lot of money, then like it's not that much money. So I'd want to get someone who could teach me how to invest and how to make more with that money. And then yeah. um, of course I do some spending, you know, but I'm like, I'm a little buy, buy a supercar or something crazy until I get a, a massive one. Yeah. The joke in my family, well, I'm not going to call it a joke because I'm going to manifest that it's going to happen. Um, but if I were to, I'm not going to say if, when I become like rich and famous, right? <laughs> um, like the joke is like, I, like my mom gets a house, my dad gets a golf course and my grandma gets a boat. <laughs> so um, that's probably what I would do. Or like, you know, like, a, like you said, like maybe invest it or at least save half of it. Yeah. Put it in savings for like whatever. 
Um, but like you said, in the long run, like $500,000 isn't that much. Yeah. Stuff happens. Um, so yeah, like oh. you said, try to find a way to make that money grow. Yeah. Buying houses, real estate, all of that is just a great way to grow your wealth. So I feel like it's For important. Sure. A lot of people don't understand that. So it's like, it's important. Yeah. Okay. So I found the ice cream flavor. It's called Dolce de Leche. I've heard of that. It sounds, it sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Cause like, what is it though? Uh, it's, it's caramel. It's like, um, let me see if I can like show you. Can you see that? I've definitely seen that. I've definitely seen that. Definitely okay. Seen that. So what, before I got it, like I already knew what it was going to taste like, but as soon as I tasted it, I hated it. I'm sorry. I, I love it. I think I said you loved it. What you mean you hate it? No, no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't hate caramel. It's just not my first choice. Okay. Okay. Like I would, I think I would have like cookie dough before caramel. That's just me. But like, I could rock with like. I like cookie dough too, but it just gets it gets old. I, I hate like the first three bites are the best bites, and then it starts getting just repetitive. Like I'm like, dang, is it, is it still is it still warm? I'm like, dang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, this is why I like chocolate. But people are like sitting chocolate. But do, okay, do you like chocolate though? Who doesn't like chocolate? But it's so basic. There's a lot of people who don't like chocolate. But chocolate's so basic. That's more basic than vanilla. Blasphemy. No, it's not. Blasphemy. Chocolate's the most average way to like go. Chocolate, vanilla is way more basic than chocolate. People like to be special and say like double chocolate or something. Or like exactly. Chocolate does has something called the chocolate chocolate chip. You're it's- proving my point. The chocolate chocolate chip. It's chocolate on. with chocolate chips in it. How many more chocolate chips are you going to add? The chocolate chocolate chip? Come on. That's pretty Listen, bad. Because, okay, this is another reason why I love Cold Stone, right? Because... Uh-huh um oh my gosh what is it called because you know how you, like you can make your own but they also have like signature like flavors and stuff and you'd like yes right yes. okay so oh it's called it's called the chocolate devotion and it's what is it more chocolate <laughs> listen it is but it's so good you get you get texture you get flavor and you just get all the chocolate goodness what is it dark chocolate milk chocolate no milk it's, chocolate? it's like chocolate brownies um i think is there chocolate chips in it? i think there's chocolate chips in it that's and- mad no. that's generic no it is not chocolate <laughs> chocolate you know Choc- I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just agree to disagree okay okay that it's like the same like basicness as vanilla it's kind of it's right there oh but you really did not like caramel Listen, I don't hate caramel. It's just not my first choice. Actually, okay. I, I yeah, mean, like, I probably would put it before cookies and cream or like cookie dough. Because didn't you say like it's kind of like the same, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, see, this is why I don't like to call it rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm very passionate about ice cream. It's my favorite dessert. So mm-hmm. I had to back chocolate up. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm I hate it on chocolate. I love chocolate, but it's just like, you prove my point. No, but no, but the, chocolate, but the, chocolate. What do you add on chocolate? chocolate to call chocolate. it more basic than vanilla is crazy. You named three different chocolate flavors. But is it not more diverse than vanilla? Because when you have vanilla and you add chocolate chips to it, it's just vanilla with chocolate chips. That's true. That's a good point. But at the same time, I, I get what you're saying. But the, yeah. all right. But if I, I'm if not hearing I much of a rebuttal. I'm trying to think of one. Exactly. If, 
if I if if I all right, all right, all right. if I have a piece of paper right, and then I have a, a a pink piece of paper, then I have a red piece of paper. Is it all still paper? You're maybe like diff, different chocolates, but it's all chocolate. Good analogy. Okay. Because at that point, I could say that and be like, ice cream is just ice cream, right? It's all. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but like. Yeah, all right. you you got a good defensive chocolate. That was a good that was a good thing of vanilla because you don't add anything to vanilla. It's just vanilla. Exactly, like you're enhancing. But the thing is, chocolate you add more chocolate. But That's you're enhancing it though, because like vanilla and chocolate is like oil and water. Sometimes they're good together. Well, actually, they're not good together because they don't combine. See though, but like when you add chocolate to chocolate, it enhances it. Because I'm a dark chocolate girl. I love dark chocolate. So you're wrong there too. Milk chocolate's better, but it's okay. Dark chocolate's really good, though. No, because to say that I'm wrong is crazy. Okay, if you say that dark chocolate is good, I'll take it, but... Okay. No. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm you not agree to disagree, because I I agree with you. That, that that vanilla tangent was good. I'm not going to lie. I could have come, come up with a rebuttal, so... Mm-hmm. I, I'll give it to you. But vanilla's, you did it. But you did it. But vanilla's the most basic, though. You're right. <laughs> okay. I'm done arguing. <laughs> All right, so that that concludes our very long rapid fire questions. Um, but thank you so much, Jason, for joining me. This was so much fun. Um, thank you very much for having me. Of course. So, can you share with my listeners how they can reach and follow you? Um, you can follow me at Jason underscore dot Ross, and that's pretty much it. Um, it was it was great to be on here, and uh, Sydney it was very nice to talk to you. Thank you so much so okay like you got like you said guys go support him go follow him on social media um so thank you again jason for joining me and thank you for my listeners for listening and this is perfect timing <laughs>